Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice, nor your own sound judgment. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio, where we inspire you to remember your magnificence. Join the conversation on our live streams. Head on over to Angel Heart Radio on Facebook. And there's even more for you on angellight777.com. From Brisbane, Australia, this is Anaya and Philip. Hi, Philip. Morning. We're with you today with a wonderful program on the power of the spoken word. And we're really excited to be sharing with you on Angel Heart Radio. And we have so much to bring forward for you today. We'll have lots of you to think about and discuss. Please do join us in the comments section on the Angel Heart Radio Facebook page or on my personal page on Facebook. If that's where you are, welcome. Let us know you're with us. And before we get started, I want to remind you that Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal, medical, nor professional advice or your own sound judgment. Remember, you're a divine being and trust your own guidance and what is right for you. Philip, we have so much to talk about today, don't we? And one of the things we really want to bring forward is our understanding that on Angel Heart Radio, we are inclusive. So that means that whatever your religious or non-religious point of view is, that's okay with us. And we're not here to tell you what to do. We're not here to tell you what's right and what's wrong. We're here to share. And Philip has his own viewpoints and he's going to share those today. And I'm really excited about that, Philip, because I love the fact that we can all have our own um, way of understanding and way of doing things and not need everybody else to agree with us all the time and, and hear what we all and each have to say yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree and, and isn't it a shame that in this day and age we're supposed to be more inclusive than ever but often when we try to be more inclusive and say let's together get a win despite the fact that we have different places of coming to a viewpoint or or different feelings about certain things tends to breed more division instead so thank you so much for allowing me here to share my viewpoint and try to be respective of other people's viewpoints as well isn't that nice I love it. I really do. It's about, you know, walking uh, our talk. And I love the fact that we can share how we we view things. You're a Christian. I'm not. Um, But we have a wonderful common ground. We both believe in God or the universe or creator or the higher power, um, whatever term might work for each of us or any of you guys watching. And I love that, Philip. And I think that's so important because that, after all, is how peace it really comes about when we start to remove the division, um, when we start to understand that it's the love that we have in our heart that matters, yeah, not the so words true. we call that love. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and I can I just say I totally understand why people are opposed to organised religions and can instantly feel defensive when they hear, hear words like Christian. Um, I sometimes tell people that I'm a Christian despite Christians, uh, despite <laughs> church, because there's a lot of misinformation. Um, you, you're not, you don't go to heaven because you're a good person. You don't go to hell because you're a bad person. Okay, just get rid of all of those ideas and dispel all of those myths, um, and and let's just move forward from a point of that. And uh, that I think that breeds a lot more inclusiveness straight away, doesn't it? I agree. I really do. And I think this is such a great thing because the words that you've just shared 
have so much more meaning than simply the words that you use to describe that when you really think about it and feel into it, Philip, the depth of what you're expressing is really wonderful and beautiful. Hmm. And so the reason we're going to start there is because we're going to talk about some, uh, some words which you may, you may associate with organised religions like Christianity um, but rather than trying to hear those things and go, we're just coming from a, a specific sticking point, um, we, I think it's a lot more easier if you go, there is wisdom and commonalities between all religions. We may have different ideas about the value of each religion, but if we close our eyes, our ears and our minds to, to any of this, we're going to probably close ourselves to some, some real deep wisdom. So when I'm talking about things like, in the beginning, God said... I'm not saying, and that means that Christianity is the only way of thinking. Let's just look at uh, common wisdom that you find through a lot of different belief systems. And anything further than that, of course, will be your own journey and understanding God for yourself. Make sense? Absolutely. And I think that's awesome, Philip, because, again, it keeps coming back, doesn't it, to the fact that it's about the place that we come from. It's about the words we use are the words maybe we've been taught to use. Maybe they're the only words we can understand to express how we feel at the time. But let's go beyond that and look at what the meaning of the word is. What's the depth of the word? What's the love and compassion and joy and spirituality um, or non-spirituality, the religion or non-religion of the word? Um, so let's, let's jump right into it. Okay, so we're talking about the power of the spoken word and to, to perhaps start by communicating just how significant this power is, which all of you wield in your day-to-day -day lives every day, probably without realizing it, we are going to go back to the very beginning. So let's say for argument's sake that the most powerful being in existence is, is God, the creator. Now, if you stop and think about how he wields his awesome and let's face it, omnipotent power, all he, and I use the word he loosely, all <laughs> they do is they speak. Let there be light and there is light. Let there be heaven and earth and there is heaven and earth. Let there be, and, and here we, we see the most awesome and ultimate power in the universe is simply just the spoken word. Now let's also assume for a second that you are created deliberately and on purpose and designed by the same creative power and designed in that image, well, then you probably have an aspect of that power of the spoken word inherent in you as well. And what I often see then is I see people using this power sometimes for good and sometimes for bad, sometimes producing things in their own life and sometimes destroying themselves and not always consciously aware of the ways in which it plays out. And I find a lot of, uh, a lot of, empowerment in highlighting the power of the spoken word and the ways in which we see it played out in day-to-day -day life so that you can take all of that awesome power back into your control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. And I'm just really listening to what you have to say, Philip, and it keeps coming back, doesn't it, to intention. The power of the spoken word can also be expressed out as the power of intention. And we know that intention is one of the most powerful ways of projecting into the world that we have. So we can have the intention of love, 
We can have the intention of gratitude. We can have the intention for our business or our personal life. And when I think about God or, or creator, um, I think about the intention that was set forward, put forward for an absolutely unconditional love. And mm. I know we have free will, which is the power of choice. And within that free will, a lot is possible, including a lot of pain, sadness, and destruction. And yet within that as well, we also have the, the power of free will to, cho to choose the intention of love and gratitude, support and harmony, peace, compassion, empathy, you know, joy. There's so much involved, Philip, isn't there? Yeah, and what a good point to make that it starts with a choice. Uh, especially being intentional produces those fruits. Um, and what a great, it's a good uh, starting point for a lot of the stuff to, to talk about because even without making a choice, your words are having all these implications, ramifications, consequences. So the power is already there and already being wielded by you, whether you want it to be or not. It's like leadership and how what you model is adopted by those people under you, your family, for example, in the same way. If you're not intentional about the words you use and whether they're building up you or others, then they perhaps are not. So, yeah, choice, very important. Hey, no. Yeah, oh, it's massively important. And I do think that we can forget that, Philip, and we can lose sight of the what it really means to have that gift. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, as we know. There always is, actually to one extent or another, and, and usually that extent is how it's affecting us personally. It's on the other side of the world and it's nameless and faceless. It's easy to say, oh, that's really terrible, isn't it, and move on. But when it affects us in our daily lives or our families, loved ones, etc., it becomes much more personal, so therefore much more, um, it can be more painful, fearful, and yet at the same time, that choice also allows us the opportunity, which I'm not saying is easy, everyone. Please don't misunderstand me. And I, this is not to diminish anything that you may be experiencing, going through or feeling or your loved ones. And yet at the same time, we have within that the opportunity to bring our focus back our point of power back to the intention of what do I want to, what do I choose in this moment? And it may be that we are in um, under great duress. Perhaps we've lost jobs, homes, families. You know, it, it's a very frightening time for a lot of people. And at the same time, I can't help but feel, Philip, that we've also got this opportunity to ask the big question, what if I really did sign up for this? What if I'm a part of the solution that I don't even know what that might be? And what if I have the power to be okay eventually? Because it might not happen straight away, right? Oh, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to draw a few commonalities for you. And, uh, and in this, um, you'll start to see exactly just how powerful and perhaps just how untapped this resource can be. Um, so I'll first 
say, uh, even, even the Dalai Lama has been quoted as saying, with our thoughts, we make the world. And, um, and, and, and in Christianity, it says, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you've got this, uh, in your thoughts, you're creating this universe, which creates a heart condition, which then produces a manner of speech. And your manner of speech reflects what's happening in here. Um, now, think about people like, uh, like Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, everybody knows who he is. He's made a quite a large name for himself being a motivational speaker. Um, but having read some of his stuff, particularly when he first got started in his personal power um, packages, a lot of it was all about changing the words you speak to yourself, simply going from I can't to I can, or it will never happen to totally can't happen. Um, and again, another one, another example of how this has changed people's lives is probably all of you are familiar with a book and the subsequent film called The Secret, which grossed like $300 million worldwide. It's the same concept. It was just, I believe it can happen rather than saying it will never happen, just saying, I believe it can happen. And for, for heaps and heaps of people, suddenly it started happening. But it all started when they changed what they said about themselves. Yeah. It really does change right there, Philip. You were so right. And I was thinking about this the other day. And, I mean, if we take it to the simplest of things, um, we're, along with our words, we also have tone and inflection, which indicates our intention. Sometimes subconsciously we don't realise that we're indicating that. And there's a wonderful, simple way of understanding it. And I realised if we take exactly the same words and say them in two different ways, for example, you are so smart, Philip. Philip, you are so smart. <laughs> See it? And every kid on the playground <laughs> knows what it's like. And everyone who's been a kid knows what it's like to have someone say something in a way that you can't say that the words aren't nice, but you know the intention behind those words was anything less than comforting, calm, loving, or supportive. So exactly right. It To me, it doesn't matter about, I'm personally not a religious person, as most of you know. But I do have great respect for other people's um, religions and points of view. And for me, anything that makes you feel nourished and supports you and loves you and helps you understand the magnificence of your own being is a great thing. Doesn't matter what you call it. So when I talk about uh, creator and higher power and God, it's all the same thing to me, right? It all comes back to unconditional love. So I love what you're talking about, Philip, because you're bringing people like the Dalai Lama, for instance, into it because we begin to understand then, don't we, that there are so many beautiful uh, people in the world bringing forward ways to consider the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And for my point, I mean, even if, let's say, hypothetically, there was one true religion and a whole bunch of false ones, at the end of the day, there are universal truths which people from all of these walks of life have acknowledged, recognised and tried to further simply because they love people and they want other people to have better lives. And I think acknowledging the power of these universal truths wherever they come from and whoever espouses them is, can be so beneficial to us rather than, for example, I'm a Christian and saying the Dalai Lama said something, so it's instantly wrong, la, 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 la. Like, well, no, okay, it's credit where credit is due. If there's wisdom there, then it can be adopted. Yeah, 
Yep, sorry. <laughs> I accidentally brought up the video and I didn't mean to. I didn't know what to do for a minute. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, that's exactly right. And we've got um, Julie from upstate New York with us who often joins us on Angel Heart Radio. And Julie, thank you so much for letting us know that you're with us uh, simply by saying hello in the comment section on the live stream. It's awesome to have you with us. And she says, let me just tell you what Julie says. Julie says, thank you for all you are doing to help us. And I think that's beautiful. Already the words that we're hearing, Philip, aren't they wonderful? Already the words are so kind, supportive, full of gratitude, um, acceptance, support. Awesome. Perfect, Julie. You've really just put the whole show in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay philip floor's yours uh okay so um it's it's easy to to get stuck on a subject like this of the doom and gloom right uh please stop saying you can't please stop saying you're not good enough or you know you're you're cheating yourself out of blessing or you're you're without even realizing it, you're harming the people around them um it, but perhaps we should spend a bit of time just talking about how profound speaking good words and speaking encouragement and just the smallest acts of love and compassion to someone you know or a complete stranger it's the same power and it has such significance and just a simple act of choosing daily to be an encourager i'm sure i've heard this a hundred times where lots of people will say uh, improve your life by choosing one person either a stranger or someone you know every day and finding one way to encourage them just build them up intentionally and and wow the the results i've seen from people just doing this teeny tiny little act phenomenal my voicemail message so someone rings me up and it goes to voicemail it's a simple thing you know and it's something along the lines of i can't remember what it is now but it's something along the lines of hi you've reached Danaya. please leave a message i'd love to get back to you and in the meantime remember the power of kindness is a beautiful thing so i'm extending my kindness to you You've got no idea. I'll go into a shop. Maybe I've ordered something and I say, I love your voicemail. And I've had people say, I actually ring up just to hear your voicemail on a difficult day. (laughs) How simple is it to do something? You know, it might be a different message. It might be, you know, hi, it's now, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just want you to know that you matter in the world and that you make a difference Mm -hmm. just by being here. That's the intentional thing you're talking about. How do we intentionally inspire someone to, you know, people will be very familiar with this term because I use it all the time and it's from the angels, to remember your magnificence. Because hmm. we've forgotten our magnificence because that's what we do when we come into the human experience. So yeah. I absolutely agree. Do you have, ex- uh, do you have examples of that? Uh, yeah, well, um, a couple, uh, particularly when I'm in a workplace and I'm leading a small team, um, I like to use unusual encouragement. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a dangerous game to play these days because of the rather litigious society we work in. But sometimes if my, if my casual walks in today and we have a really good relationship and I can say things like this from a place of trust, I might say, your hair looks fantastic today. Well done. And it's got nothing to do with work. <laughs> and it's something that one guy would probably never say to another guy, but any form of encouragement, no matter how unusual, and you can instantly see what a lift. Yeah. Oh, and if, if, if this face is looking great, people are like, I'm going to face the world with renewed confidence and vigor. 
It's so, yeah, it's so wonderful and so to how feel. Often do we, and how often do we look at ourselves in the mirror? And I did it this morning and pick, you know, pick yourself apart. Mm. Right? It's yeah, because exactly. it's an automatic thing that we do. We have a picture in our minds and we automatically go to that. So just by saying to someone, wow, you look awesome today, um, is a lovely experience of being seen. Yes, and especially um, it, it's fun, it's so fun for me to watch what comes next. Like yes. just sit back and watch what happens after you've just given that little boost and watch them thrive and achieve. And it's, it's always a new and exciting ways, let me assure you. Um, and there was another, a little more uh, serious uh, story that happened. This is many, many years ago, but I hadn't been going to a particular church of the Gold Coast here for very long, um, but trying to be trying to be uh, open and new and, and receiving lots of people. So I uh, got into church, went to find my seat. There was um, a group of uh, youth hanging out to one side of the church. And um, there was one, one young lady who perhaps looked a little bit out of place. I did nothing more than just give her a warm smile and took my seat. Um, and then at some point later in the sermon, this young lady took the microphone and said um, that she'd been struggling with thoughts of suicide for weeks. And she was just about at breaking point. But then a smile from a stranger had reminded her that there was such love in the world and it just completely reset her heart. Mm. And it was just a smile. That's exactly right. And you know what? The angels actually did tell me once. I wish I could remember their exact words right now, but it was something like, you know, the weight of a smile when it settles upon someone who is struggling has the power to not only change their lives but save their lives. And that's exactly oh, wow. what it did. Because, yeah, yeah. again, we feel seen. How often do we not feel seen in the world? Everyone's busy. Everyone's rushing. Everyone's got so many things they want to do, wish they could do, have to do, haven't done. And so in the day-to-day -day hustle and bustle, you know, people, if they're in traffic jams, everyone's honking their horns and cranky with everybody else. So when we see someone's face, it's having that love and honour reflected and mirrored back from someone's face, from their eyes, to us. Mm. And that story must have changed your life right there. It had a profound effect on me, yeah. I mean, I've always thought that my place on earth was to be an encourager and just to support people just by showing love. Um, but that's a very broad definition, right? There are 100 million different ways in which you can encourage people by showing love. And mm -hmm. it, was, um, it was humbling for me to know that such significance could come through the simplest of actions. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful word um, that I sometimes think that we don't really understand its true meaning about being humble what it's like to experience the profound experience of actually being humble because it's nothing to do with shame. It's nothing to do with being brought to our knees. It is, for me, falling deeply into the heart, you know, Philip, having that experience. And, again, that then brings us back to what it really is like to use the power of our words to lift and support another for no agenda. Yeah, and encouragement is exactly that, isn't it? It's just wanting to lift someone up and not necessarily for your own personal reasons, just wanting to improve the world around you for anybody that you may or may not encounter that day. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's very, very liberating. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, I mean, we see it all the time, don't we, guys? You know, we might be out, someone might drop something or, um, you know, it, it could be someone in the supermarket queue who's, you know, a little bit short of money, um, someone who's paid it forward, paid our coffee for us, our toll for us, whatever it is. We see it all the time. And, and we're talking about those simple acts of kindness where there aren't even any words often involved but it's the intention of kindness the word is the intention the intention of kindness and simply mm. paying it forward for no other reason than to pay something forward with kindness and people often then pick that kindness up and make it a part of their own lives mm. you know that what's that all saying you know you can put it on the table but it doesn't mean so i'm going to pick it up so you know when you're thinking about what you're going to put on the table of life have a think about putting something just for a moment. And if you've never had that experience of kindness yourself, then that becomes quite challenging. And yet every single person on the planet has free will. That's not up to us to tell anybody else how to use their free will. But today is an opportunity to maybe consider some ways that you, you're, you're using your free will and your words are one of those ways. Hmm. And again, universal law. If you want more of something, start by giving it away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's very powerful and very, very true. And I love that, Philip, because what we're giving away today is um, support, uh, compassion, kindness, opportunity, maybe just food for thought. Hmm. Mm. Okay, so uh, next point that I really, really want to communicate when it comes to the power of the spoken word is how it's probably already being used against you or to attack you. So some things to watch out for, particularly in, in, in our current society and, and the way the world works. Um, so the power of the spoken word is so popular, um, people have been using it to sell you things for a very long time. Um, and if you haven't had sales training before, I highly recommend you do it because you'll never be sold anything ever again. And you'll start to pick up when people are using their words to order you to do things that you may or may not want to do. Um, one of my favorite games to play is if I'm ever, which is not very often now, sitting and watching regularly scheduled television with ad breaks, is every time the television tells me to do something, respond instantly with no. And you'll find you do this a lot but it starts to show you exactly how much the world is ordering you to do certain things, buy certain things, think yeah. a certain way. It's very, very programming. So just, just for fun, well, honestly, I challenge you to have a go. Every time something somewhere, a media outlet or an ad on television, something here on the radio, something you see says, do this, buy this, go here, just say no. No, stop telling me what I to do. That. Stop telling me how to think. Just no. <laughs> No. And what's usually the first word that comes out of a child's mouth when they're learning how to speak? I'll tell you what. Yeah, no. You speak, <laughs> no. It's often no. No. Come on. Yeah. Come to mommy. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Time to get in touch with that inner child and the little no therein. <laughs> Absolutely. And let me just share a couple of things that are going on in the comment section on our live stream. Oh, 
Julie Kiss is with us, as I said before. Wonderful to have you with us. Fatima's been with us. We also have a comment from Belinda Brown. She says that she did it yesterday, talking about paying something forward with a kind word. I did it yesterday at Spotlight, an elder lady with beautiful chestnut-coloured hair. I told her it suited her beautifully, and she told me it made her day. And she went on to say it was reciprocal and what automatically came out of my mouth was received both ways. So it was a kindness to herself as well. Um, Julie says, um, absolutely beautiful. Fatima says, my favourite kindness is helping open doors for the elderly and mothers with babies and or small children. Gives me great joy to see their eyes light up with gratitude and delight. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Oh, and can't you, can't you always see in those moments that stranger's faith in humanity absolutely restored by your simple just, just touch of kindness and gratitude and saying, I will stop whatever's going on in my day. It's five seconds just to make your life a little easier. Well exactly. done. Exactly. And it's so true. I did something quite similar recently, um, Fatima. I was at supermarket and I put my groceries in the car and there was a young mum and she had a couple of really young children. It's a big job being a young mother or a young father, both. Um, and so I just automatically said to her, oh, let me take your trolley for you. And she was so touched and so happy about that. And she felt recognised and supported and helped in that moment. And it was such an easy thing for me to just take it over. I didn't have a toddler on my hip and another child I would have had to have left in the car. No, easy peasy. So however, think about the simple ways that our words, let me help you with that, or may I help you with that? I'd love mm. to take that for you. Would you mind if I put your trolley back for you? So there's lots of different words we can use, all for the same beautiful outcome. Someone might say, oh, thank you so much. Another might say, oh, no, it's fine, thanks. Either way, it's, it's the intention of not being attached to the outcome, isn't it, Philip? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And not feeling like, oh, well, that was pointless doing that. Yeah, again, positive self-talk, right? The, the positive things we say to ourselves in our mind first, which then exactly. set our heart attitude and produce the words. Yeah, yeah. And so it, let's say, for example, someone had, she had said to me, no, it's fine, thank you, right? Let's just say she had said that. My opportunity then to say to myself instead of saying, oh, that was a waste of time or I won't do that again or how embarrassing would be to say, I'm so glad I offered. Hmm. Simple. And this all takes practice, doesn't it, Philip? It doesn't necessarily come automatically and it's not always easy to maintain. Oh, yet, I tell you, for, for years I wanted to be the kind of person who if I was driving on the road and somebody was pulled over or stuck, I wanted to be the sort of person who would pull over. Oh, I don't know, two years, three years before I finally actually got in the habit of it. And nine times out of <laughs> ten, I'll pull over and I'll look and I'll be like, oh, they've actually already got help. But I never, ever regret stopping to check. Absolutely. And you know what? Let's just say you're in a situation where you can't stop safely because we know that happens as well. The one thing I can do is I always call on angelic support or divine assistance for that person because sometimes that's my that's the role I can play 
Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? God, I've forgotten now. Something I thought would be really cool to share. It might come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, yes, it, it's very important to put us, oh, that's the other thing. How many times, guys, have you been doing this? You're driving down the road. Maybe it's the freeway, right? And there's someone, there's two lanes that's about to merge into one. And there's someone that comes up on the outside lane because they know you are going to have to let them in. They don't want to wait their turn. I get so competitive about that. My instant reaction is, you stop bullying me. Don't try and push in. So then I, what, I read, what I've learned to do, and I do it every week because it usually happens when I'm taking my grandchildren to school, um, I've learned to say, does it really matter to show a little bit of kindness Yes, it does. It matters to me. So it's a simple thing. So when I feel that competitive edge come up, does it really matter to show a little bit of kindness? Oh, yeah, it does. And so I tend to just pull back and let them in. Or if someone is wants to go faster than I'm willing to go in the speed limit or for, for the conditions, if there's an opportunity to let them overtake me, because they're going to do it anyway, I'll just look after my safety, pull back, but it's not easy because <laughs> I do get very competitive. I have to be oh, honest. But what, it's is it about, what is it about driving cars that makes us all so crazy? I don't think I any know. of us are immune. Yeah, you know, I'm, it, I'm right there with you, now. Trust me, it, it's difficult for me to pull back and say, <laughs> but, but we have the choice of yes. it intention my intention is i want to get there safely my intention is i want to be um a compassionate driver or perhaps my intention might simply be that i just want to enjoy the drive well two things two things i try to remind myself in these instances is often aggression is a spiral and it can start somewhere it could be exacerbated by a stranger and then someone cuts you off in traffic and by the time that person gets home who knows what they're capable of? If your act of graciousness can snap that spiral and that if that person might be, oh, I'm getting in a bad mood and just go, you know what, wave you in, it's all good, buddy. What if you just stopped from happening? You will never know. But the possibility is there to do significant good in this world just by ending that spiral of aggression. Yeah. There's been another... Um... A comment from Fatima and she's saying, How marvelous of you, dearest Danae. So love that. And see, this is the thing. Uh, the reason I'm really sharing this comment from Fatima is because she is an embodiment of that. That's how she lives her life. I know she does. And because she has that in her, it's so easy to see in others because it's a, an important thing to remember that whatever we see in somebody else is a reflection of what is in us. Right? Yeah, very so good. That is a powerful thing right there. And going back to Tony Robbins, it brings us back to self-empowerment because that's what his work is really all about, isn't it? Empower ourselves with the spoken word, our choice, whatever it might be. Yes, very much so. I think so exciting because there's mm. so much um, freedom in that. Mm. So much freedom in that. Yeah. yeah, and I know a lot of people aren't so comfortable with always trusting to 
some higher power who then may not have any relationship with whatsoever. They want to know what they can do in their own life, like personal power. And there is a lot of personal power in what we're talking about here, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And within that personal power, um, again, we have the power of the words we choose to speak. And that can actually take a lot of courage and perseverance particularly if we've if we are ourselves used to being spoken to harshly or um disrespectfully because it then like you said it becomes a spiral we get so caught up in the loops of the spiral that we think our power is to push back and sometimes the power is just to take your hands off step Mm. back you know, yeah. we can't control what other people are going to do and say. We actually can't. We think we can, but we can't. Yeah. We have a tremendous amount of power to choose differently for ourselves. And if you imagine, I learned a lot about this from, have any of you guys heard or are familiar with um, John Bradshaw? He did a fantastic PBS series called Bradshaw on the Family. I think that might have been in the 80s or 90s. Um, and he was brilliant. He was really the guy that woke me up to the what was going on with my inner child through that series because, you know, the level of pain I was in at the time was was debilitating in many areas of my life. And one of the things he woke me up to was that um, when we understand uh, the wounded part of us, we then have the opportunity to begin to really clearly and consciously learn to make some new choices. And it can be a very slow process, but within the slowness of that process, a lot is happening. So if you're on that journey yourself, be willing to take the time and know that it's not going to feel great straight away, is it, Philip? And you must see it all the time in your work as a counsellor. Yes. (laughs) Um, In fact, um, I'd love if you you were able to elaborate on that um, because I get this feeling that it's when we're talking about about words and about uh, not fighting for conflict, you know, I instantly see the situation in which you've got a relationship scenario and perhaps he always uses his words to belittle and control and cause these guilt trips. And perhaps she is used to used to fighting back to maintain a power and just to try and not be walked all over. Mm-hmm. But it continues this spiral. Um, is there any wisdom that you could use there from that Bradshaw talk, that series, about identifying the hurt? to maybe mm. just help people there? Absolutely. It's a brilliant question, Philip. Thank you. One of the things that really struck me so powerfully, because I was in exactly that situation that you just described at the time, and I really felt at the time that the only way that I could have any power was to get into the argument and to yell louder or to sulk or to... Um, do so passive aggressiveness as well was another big thing, you know, and a lot of us um, fall into that as a way of it feels like self defense. One of the things Bradshaw really discussed was it's about if you imagine a chain and 
there's links and every link on that chain, and it can be as long as you want to imagine it. That's our family past to here where we are. And then the chain will continue with the family we create, right? So those links have been made up because the tools, the ideas, the belief systems that have been passed on, as they form a chain and they're given to us, we use those same beliefs, those same values to create a new chain, which is us and our life. The only, the power we have, and really the only way forward is to understand what those belief systems are in our life. So for me, my belief system was I'm always powerless. I am completely unworthy. I am broken. I am unlovable. How in God's name do I find love? I've got to find someone to love me. In my case, from looking at my dad as one of the chains in of the links in my chain, I always thought my dad didn't love me. And this is a common thing. And a lot of you guys are going to re relate to this. My dad was always ramrod straight and so full of stress all the time. And he would just blow up, right? Because the stress obviously would become unbearable. That was the way he was brought up because like many men and women, it was all about suppression, right? All about hold it in, don't show your feelings, don't show any emotion, get on with the job, do what you got to do and, you know, stop being a sissy about it. Okay. So when we understand that, when I began to understand that and understand that that's where I was coming from and yet at the same time to blame him for it, just made me more powerless because I blame dad for not loving me. You love everybody else. Why can't you love me? So I would then choose men in my life who subconsciously I knew were emotionally unavailable to me because my little inner child believed that if I could make them love me, it would prove that I was lovable. Took me a long time, Philip to get to that understanding, I can tell you. Wow. A long, long time. But as I began to understand that, it began to make sense, right? Why am I choosing? Why am I marrying the same man over and over three times? I married different men, but they're exactly the same three times. Why am I doing that? I came from what's wrong with me to begin with. That's okay. Because that's a natural question we're going to ask, given our belief system. Am I on track mm. here, Philip? Oh, yeah, yeah. All very, okay, very good. Great. Very, very good, yeah. So what Bradshaw helped me to understand was the one thing that I could do was I could begin to understand my family of origins, values, and how that was affecting me and how that I was responding with that information into the world, not with blame for myself, but with the opportunity to understand the contents of it in order to help me to move forward. And the first thing I had to learn to do was to become vulnerable to myself, which I found very difficult. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't believe it now, would you? I cried the drop of a hat. <laughs> but I found that extremely difficult because I felt like it made me an absolute loser and it also meant it was... Um, I was very unsafe 
because everyone would see that and want to take advantage of me. So I did things like I became very fat because I didn't feel safe to be in a slim body, right? I did things like that in my life. Um, And there's a lot of shame in that. There was a lot of shame in that for me. There's a lot of shame in that for others. But the more I watch this series, if you can get it, it might be old, but if you can get it, I recommend at least, guys, have a look at it for yourself and see what you think of it. It'll be around. Um, I'm pretty sure John Bradshaw Sr. is still on Facebook if he's still here on earth. Um, He began to teach me how that was all connected and where I sat within it. And so I began to watch a lot of his programs and do a lot of personal inner work. I began to go to counselling. I began to do a lot of different things over the years. It took me a very long time. I'm now 64. Um, It took me until in my 40s when I actually could see my father for who he really was. And that was a man in great pain. I thought he was completely unemotional. Turns out he was such a highly emotional person. And the reason he was so ramrod straight and stiff and angry all the time was trying to bottle it all up. And that he loved me beautifully Mm. in his own way. It was never going to be my fairy tale way. Which would have led you to the place where you could finally forgive him, right? And be at peace with that whole time of your life, I hope. And the only thing I had to really actually forgive him was I discovered was for my projection onto him because he hadn't actually done anything wrong in terms of he'd never set out to harm me in any way or hurt me in any way. He tried to support me the best way he could. And, of course, now when I look back and then when I began to look back, I began to realise, wow, like he was simple things. He was the one that taught me to use conditioner in my hair. Mm. You don't do that for someone you don't care about right? Mm. He was the one when I came home 18 pregnant in a time where it was extremely shameful to have a daughter who fell in a pregnant out of wedlock. Um, He was the one that said, no matter what you want to do, I'll support you. If you don't want to get married, you don't have to. You have a home here with dad. So beautiful. I didn't see it at the time. I didn't really understand the depth of his love for me and what he would have to go the people in, you know, society that he would actually be going against. So sometimes we feel that we're not loved because we don't recognise the way we are loved. Yeah, and I imagine in situations like that, even though we are loved, there's probably a lot of negative self-talk which are cutting ourselves off from recognising that love, yeah? Yep, absolutely. I mean, you couldn't put Dad and I in a room all those years ago. We'd be arguing within five minutes, yelling at each other, screaming at each other, you know? And it was so amazing because later in life, he did a hell of a lot of work on himself too. And later in life, you know, he became so much more at peace in himself and, you know, my great abiding memory of my dad now, um, because he's no longer here on earth with me, is every single time, Philip, he would see me, the first thing he'd do it, he'd throw open his arms and his whole face would light up. And they are. And he'd hug and hug and hug and hug. Now, in, it might not be that way for some, and, and it may never be that way for some. I'm, in my case, it was. 
it might always be for some people, Philip, as you would know, that the best they're ever going to be able to achieve is to find peace with it in themselves. Their parents may never, or their the people in their family may never make that leap for themselves. So we can't do it for that reason, right? Mm. Yeah, but um, again, so very freeing to be able to not only love yourself, but love those family members in a way, despite how they treat you. That's yeah. power. That's personal power, right? It is. We don't have to. We don't have to agree. We don't have to like, and we don't have to be involved in um, codependent or um, disrespectful behaviour in any way. That's an important point to make here. It's not about that, because that is mm. harmful, and we do it's not deserve it. Often ever. the best way. Often the best way you can show love to a person is by saying no. Yeah, and sometimes we have to step out of a relationship and have nothing to do with it. It's our it, the journey then is really about how do we make peace with that within ourselves, right? Because it always comes back to us. That's the word. We actually are the physical embodiment of the word of creation, you know. And mm. this is where our power really lies. And this is why for me. Angel Heart Radio is so valuable and important. We have the opportunity to share these things. We have the opportunity to come together, guys. Look at our lovely people who join us and share with us and support us. It's reciprocal. We give to them, they give to us, we support one another. In our personal lives, we may be very different people and have different political points of view, for example. To me, that's irrelevant. We don't have to agree on everything. The one thing I do, I feel I always want to agree on is your value as a human being, my value as a human being. How can we find the path of compassion and love toward one another? And that's the place we need. That's what Angel Heart Radio is about. Well said. Thanks for asking that question. That was awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, perhaps then, because it's getting it's getting late in time then, were there any really specific positive affirmations which you said to yourself, which started you on that journey um, that you said of separating yourself from all of that, 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 uh, that guilt spiral and the, the negative ways which you reacted to your father's behaviours? I think one of the most important ones for me was I don't know what to do right now and that's okay because I always wanted to fix everything. I don't know what to do right now and that's okay. I don't know what to do right now. It doesn't feel okay, but that's okay. Because what that then did for me, Philip, is it began to actually take a link and that was my point about the chain as we come to peace with this we actually then take the link of dysfunction or some of the dysfunction because I mean let's face it we're human beings there's always going to be some dysfunction in our lives right part of the course have to accept that in my opinion but the negative part the the um, disrespectful parts the um, really dysfunctional parts, we then are that link in the chain. We can choose whether we actually break that link and form new ones 
So say, for example, um, you might be in a, a very abusive family of origin. And as we know, a lot of people in that situation go on to become the abusers. We have the power to make the decisions and they're not easy decisions at times. We have the decision that we are going to actually break that chain and form whole new chains without it. Yeah, That's and I think, there's, I think there's something very significant in what you say there, particularly when it comes to breaking that chain, is when you say, I don't know what to do and that's okay. Maybe for the first time you're saying, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Whereas in the past, you'd be like, I have to figure it out. But if you're trying to figure it out, you can only rely on the chain. That's all you've had so far. When you say, I don't know what to do and that's okay, you're saying, whatever I have, which is the result of my influence, which could be very negative, I'm not relying on anymore. What else we got? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> and straight away, you've opened yourself up to something which has become quite powerful for you, yes? Yeah. Absolutely. And for me, it actually began to dissolve the chain that I always have to figure it out because I was such a great rescuer and such a massive, I would do anything to please somebody else, you know, and that is very, very difficult burden to carry. Um, but that actually began to dissolve that. And we've got Erin in the chat room with us. And Erin, oh, how wonderful. She says, finally caught you live. Yay. Uh, and she said, this is exactly what I need to hear as I'm seeing a couple of fam family members this afternoon that I have recently stepped away from emotionally. And I felt this is a perfect opportunity to support Erin, Philip, because whether you are aware or not, Erin, but Philip um, is a counsellor here in Brisbane, Australia. He works worldwide with people um, and he likes to step outside of boxes. Can you, anything you can offer words of support that you might be able to offer Erin for today? Uh, well, yeah, if you're going to see family members that you haven't seen for some time, there must be a reason. So there is bound to be those double-bladed sort of cutting remarks, which will no doubt at some point, or I hope not, but should they come your way, just remember that nothing that's offered is yours to receive. Um, and you might just say to yourself in your own mind, no. And you may choose to meet them with, it's nice to see you. Glad we could catch up again. You can meet everything they say with just love and tolerance. Maybe they'll get it. Maybe they won't. You may walk away from today renewed and thinking that was a really positive encounter. You may walk away going, it's probably a good reason I didn't see them for a lot of years. And maybe it's not time yet. But good on you for reaching out. And it's yeah. not always easy, I know. Yep, absolutely. And, um, you know, Erin, sometimes um, these situations are so <laughs> incredibly difficult. Um, and sometimes the best we can do is take a break. Oh, you know, go to the loo. Don't matter whether you need to go or not, step outside. Sometimes those little moments, Philip, of just breaking the energy for ourselves, because then we can have the positive self-talk, which can be very difficult when our mind is yelling at us, you know, stop saying that, you cow. <laughs> Whatever. That's a really, really good point, yeah. You can only act or react. And if you react, you can't decide how to act. So sometimes you do have to step away to go, I don't want to react, I want to act, but I need a moment. Very powerful. 
very, very powerful. And these are all tools I've learned along the way that I at times still find incredibly difficult to implement, but I know they work. Um, so I'm willing to take that journey. Erin also says, yes, I'm so conscious of breaking the chain with my mother so I don't repeat the same mistakes with my children. And this is a really great point, Erin, because what I came to understand is those mistakes are actually gifts. So if we just accept for a moment, all of us, um, that we've all contracted to come together for these exact specific reasons, right? Let's just say we have. What if? What if it's perfect? What if all of those mistakes were the gifts they brought in that we knew would be completely unrecognisable as gifts so that we could decide what to do about it? Right? What if? How powerful is that? And again, how incredibly, and I'm going to say the word, bloody difficult. I never swear on air, but I have to say it. It's so bloody difficult. Oh, twice in one week. Woohoo. Um, so absolutely, you know, Erin says they're coming to see her kids for their birthdays as they miss them due to the lockdown in Melbourne. Um, and she said, yes, I need not to react. But the thing is we can always react to ourselves. Okay, how do I want to react here? What do I want to do? I want to yell. How do I really want to react? I want to just step away for a minute takes time Erin might not work out today it might but you know what at least you are willing to take the journey and I think that is to be supported and celebrated in you so well done mm. yeah mm, she loves that not mistakes but gifts uh Julie says great show lots of explanation marks going on here great show thanks again uh it's exciting when we have you guys, when we get your feedback like this, Philip, doesn't it just charge the whole topic that we've decided to bring forward? And this is Philip's choice today. Um, it charges it up with that feeling of divine intention and support and, and absolute gratitude to have everyone with us. Mm. Uh, I think you summed it up really well now before when you said we encourage you all and you all encourage us and together we all encourage each other and something truly wonderful does come out of that i believe absolutely this really is an angel heart radio family probably might not talk all through the week doesn't matter you might not be here for months on end for a show it doesn't matter right the thing is when we do get together it's important and valuable and there's something vital in it for us all and that vitality is a wonderful thing to experience so thank you thank you thank you everyone you've really made today something very very special mm. so what are we up to Ooh, oh my gosh look at that talk about a little slice of divine perfection there we're an hour in which is our allotted time today philip is there anything else um, to bring this to a conclusion that you've that you wanted to share that you'd like to share now no no actually I think it has come to a wonderful conclusion very very divine I'm sure but should anybody have any further questions of course they just reach out and we can we can uh, answer those in, in, at any time at any time guys and of course within this live stream and if you're watching later when it's um, no longer live any comments that you put 
into the comment section, um, I always go and check the comments because I really feel it's important to respond. And I'm sure Philip will too. Um, and if Philip hasn't seen them, I'll alert him to them. So if you want to ask Philip anything, please do. In his professional capacity, there are, you know, there are cert there's certain support he can give you in a public forum like this. You can always reach out to him with, to work with him privately as well, uh, simply by connecting with him on Facebook at Rogue Therapies, um, telling me sorry, I'm an Angel Heart Radio. I'm sure that'll be exciting. <laughs> And um, Fatima says, remembering to be kind and forgiving to ourselves is crucial. You've got a girlfriend. I struggle with this since I have a tendency to be a perfectionist. Yep. Um, once I became aware of this, I, I accept myself as I am and love myself unconditionally being imperfect. And Deb Goldberg summed that up so beautifully as, you know, we are the, um, we are the beautiful mess love the beautiful mess everybody because we think of it as mess and you know if you get a jigsaw puzzle and upended on the table it's going to look like a hell of a mess but every piece has a place where it belongs right and eventually we find those those spots if, if we if we stick with it and you will too guys so thank you thank you thank you philip it's been fabulous today my God, I've enjoyed this topic so much. It's been wonderful. Always, always a pleasure to be here. Thank you, everybody, as well, for your comments. Thank you. Thank you. And Philip joins us at this time each month. So I don't even know what week we're up to. Is it the third week, your week? Uh, at the moment, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the third week of each month. So in the USA timeline, that will be on a Thursday um, at 730 Central, I think it is. Check that out, guys. It's 10.30 a.m. Friday, Brisbane, Australia time. Uh, so this is a really great show to make sure that you keep, that you tune into. Philip's always got something awesome to share with us. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Anaya. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being with us. We really love you and value you. Who you are actually right now is wonderful. Uh, remember to be kind to you. It's so important to be kind to yourself. When we're kind to ourselves, we then have that kindness to take out into the world and share with others. What we give to ourselves is an abundance that we have to share. So look after yourself. Take good care. We love you and we'll see you soon. Check out everything on Angel Heart Radio. You can find all the show guides. Actually, I forgot to tell you, on angellight777.com, you'll see the Angel Heart Radio tab there. It's an awesome page. I finally got it together. <laughs> Lots of love, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.